0: Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Luke. Hello and good morning, friends and faithful listeners. This is Jen with the Bible Explained podcast. And today my mom is back on the podcast and she asked me not to introduce her because <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> every time she's on the podcast she tells me she's like I don't know what to say. I'm just your mom. That's that's what I am. <laughs> but she has a new hobby now. Talk about your hobby.
1: Actually it's for Operation Christmas Child and it is for the teen girls because There are some in these countries, and we know they don't have the uh, privileges and the freedoms that we have here, and sometimes they're considered very unclean when they go on their monthly, you know, schedule, and so I've been making washable things for that to have them for protection so it will help them out, and I don't mind the sewing, and it's been a lot of fun for me, and I've been enjoying it.
0: Yes, and they're really nice. Like, they're really nice. They are washable and stuff, which is really cool. So I think they're going to be a huge addition to um, Samaritan's Purse, like Operation Christmas Child. How many did you complete? I, I only did 15 sets. I do
1: seven in a set. And I and then I put a pair of underwear in there, but I only did 15 this year. I'm hoping to get maybe double that next year because it takes a while for one person to do it. Now,
0: I know if I had like professional stuff, it would go a lot faster, but for me, it takes a while. Right. And plus, you also started later in the year making this stuff. Yes. Yeah. So now you're going to be able to, uh, you know, start on it all year. And I think, yeah, you'll be able to complete 30 sets. I think so. Yeah. So yeah, that's her new hobby, and she's been doing really, really good at it. And uh, I was able to put a set in my Christmas box this year for the kids. And uh, (laughs) not to be too grotesque, but speaking of women, we're going to be talking about women today in this portion of Scripture. Yeah, so let's go ahead and read Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 12 today. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version of the Bible this morning. But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they and some others came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They entered in and didn't find the Lord Jesus' body. While they were greatly perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling clothing. Becoming terrified, they bowed their faces down to the earth. They said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He isn't here, but is risen. Remember what he told you when he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered up into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again? They remembered his words, returning from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to the rest. Now they were Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and the mother of James. The other women with them told these things to the apostles. These words seemed to them to be nonsense and they didn't believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, Stooping and looking in, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he departed to his home, wondering what had happened. Okay, Mom, what stood out to you the most regarding this scripture portion? Well,
1: I think it is when the angels tell the women to remember what Jesus had said to them, because that's what God does. So many times, at least in my life, he's like, put things right in front of me. And it's like, I still didn't get it. And he did that in scripture in the Old Testament. It was right in front of them. And he kept saying it over and over. And yet the disciples just didn't get it. Yeah. And that's what's amazing to me.
0: Oh, yeah. That happens to me all the time, too, where like you just forget things <laughs> that like Jesus has done for you. Like, for example, just forgetting the promises that God has made for us and just different things like that. And actually we just did an episode about that in the Old Testament where Moses was telling the people to actually remember everything God had done for them in the wilderness, because in the wilderness, even though they were going through practically a desert without food or water, they were totally sustained in that wilderness. And Moses says, when you go into the land of plenty, when you go into the promised land, don't forget the promises of God that happened back in the wilderness and how he took care of you and all that. And so, yeah, I think that's a great point that the the women just didn't, Remember, because as humans, it's, it's very hard to remember. God.
1: (laughs) Well, I think it's not just the women. None of them remembered. They didn't even believe the women. And yet what kills me about this is just like what you were saying about the Old Testament. These disciples and these women were with Jesus all the way through those three years. And the things that he said to the Pharisees, like, search the scriptures, they speak of me, you know, behold, in the scroll of the book, it's written of me. And and he would tell them, he's going to die. Let this sink down into you. I'm going to die and be raised again. And They, it even says they didn't understand what he was saying. Yeah.
0: And they were too scared to ask. There's a, there's a passage also that were like, they didn't understand and they didn't want to ask.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's there. It's in Isaiah 53 Yeah, and God made it very clear and yet they still didn't get it. I don't know if it was too good to be true. Or they, you know, for me, it is like, especially when I'm reading about end times and, you know, what you got to go through. And it's like, maybe they didn't want to go through the part of the the death and witnessing that because it's like, I don't want to go through that. But then on the other end, the greatness of after the death, and I don't think what it is, is we focus on what we don't want to go through, even though the what's going to come after is so much better. And that just kind of reminds me of the Bible verse of Paul. It's like these light afflictions are nothing to be compared to what
0: he has in store for us. Right. The glory that's supposed to come afterward is so much greater than like the momentary suffering that we have to go through now. Yeah, that's that's pretty clearly laid out pretty much everywhere in scripture, even if you do go back to the Old Testament with the Israelites having to go through the wilderness for 40 years, but yet they got the promised land after that for like, what was it, 400 years before they...
1: Yeah, and they could have had it eternally, but they didn't, you know, they walked away. They forgot. So I think that's what happens when God puts it right in front of us is all we hear is the bad part. All they heard was Jesus said, I'm going to die. And they couldn't get past that. They didn't want to believe that they didn't want to go through that at least that's what i do Mm -hmm. instead of focusing on the good outcome that god has for that the amazing beyond
0: what we could even imagine he has for us we don't want to go through that trial yeah and that is i I like the point you made about the end times also as someone who i i fear the end times i don't like it yeah (laughs) i don't get it and i know mom knows that about me i don't really want to talk about them too much um, even though I've done podcast ap- episodes about them, where I'm like, "Don't fear them." I do fear them myself. Like, it's not my favorite thing to talk about, or to dwell on, or to think about. But really, at the very end, when you know you see that uh, whole portion of Revelation 21 with the Jerusalem coming out of the sky as like a beautiful jewel, and all the people are going to be able to live there in eternity with Jesus, is what it says. That it says uh, G- Jesus is going to be there living with us. We kind of forget about all that momentary suffering we had to go through on Earth, I think, during that time when we when we're able to see that. We're not even going to remember anything we went through. The thing I was talking to you guys about the other day where I told my testimony of how I would go through all of that again to receive the amount of growth that I think I've experienced over the course of the past couple years, even though I hated it at the time, and it was awful for me at the time, thinking about it now, yes, I would go back over and do it again if uh, because of everything i experienced now oh
1: i agree with that being older and the things that i've been through i'd never trade it for anything Mm -hmm. but it's true we do we look at the bible we get afraid so we kind of just gloss it over or we just don't let it sink in and i think that's what happened you know what's cool about this passage is it shows it almost like it reflects my feelings And I love that. And it helps me to see that they did just watch something so horrific. Somebody they loved immensely, followed, Mm -hmm. gave up their lives for dead and tortured.
0: Right. And it says Mary, the mother of James, was there, which that would be Jesus's mom, right?
1: I'm not sure if that's that James. I would think so. Maybe now that you say that, that's probably true. I mean, she had to go through and watch the most horrific thing and go through that. And yet on the other side, the amazement that they get from that is then they're able to just go out and do what they got to do and they don't even care anymore.
0: That's what's so great about it. So do you think that uh, for these women, when they saw these angels and remembered the words of Jesus, do you think that they were truly believing that Jesus was risen from the dead at this point? Or do you think they were more like the disciples who, it says in verse 11, these words seemed to them or the disciples to be nonsense and they didn't believe them. So do you think the women were just kind of like thinking this is too good to be true? Because we know Mary Magdalene, kind of stayed in the garden. We we find that out, was that in the book of John? Where she stayed in the garden and she was weeping and crying because she's like, they took the Lord's body. Yeah. So I, I do wonder how the, the women were feeling during all this. Did they truly believe Jesus was risen from the dead or were they kind of more like the disciples?
1: Well, I'm thinking because it does say Mary Magdalene told them that they... She did see Jesus before. Oh, that's true. So yeah. I'm thinking that they believed it because they saw him. And this part just skips out the part of seeing Jesus. And they were coming for joy. He's, he's alive. He's alive. And I think they did not believe it. And yeah. so that's, I mean, just like we have Thomas.
0: You know, Thomas the he, doubter. Yes. Yeah,
1: he didn't believe it. So until they saw it themselves and the power that they probably got and it was all worth it then, mm-hmm. just like what
0: you went through, it was worth it. Right. There's actually, I think one of the other gospels did mention that the, the women returned with gladness. Oh, yeah. And great yeah, yeah. fear is what the, I think Mark mentioned that the women were terrified and they didn't speak it to anybody except for the disciples. But there's other versions that are like they returned with like, fear and joy over what had happened so i think you're right i mean even though it only says that mary magdalene saw jesus specifically is it possible the other women were there and saw jesus also it doesn't say but either way i think you're right i do think that they left the tomb believing because they really were the first ones there and they saw these angels they saw potentially the guards like sitting there stunned because it does say that the guards when the angels appeared they like fell over unconscious basically and then the tomb rolled away and the linens that were in the tomb like they saw this stuff they had visual evidence that jesus was alive right and it
1: does say i think in john that john looked in and he said he saw and he believed so just by the the scene there was enough to make you believe yeah so so john is credited with believing before he saw christ Mm -hmm. which is cool so anyway yeah i do think so and i think that this is an excellent lesson for me as far as read the word of god don't be afraid of what's in it like when you get that scary stuff like the vengeance and the day of the lord because it also says he does not take away the righteous with the wicked hide he will hide us away he hides us under his feathers you know it covers us with his feathers so don't be afraid. That's that's what I get from this. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid of God's plan because it's always good, no matter how scary it seems.
0: Now, of course, since I'm a woman, <laughs> <laughs> one other thing I, I want to mention about this is the fact that these women were women. And they would have been second class citizens. Oh yeah, they were not. They were not believed in a court of
1: law. They, I guess, they had half testimony. If you look at the history and stuff, that their their testimony was considered half of what a man's was, and stuff like that. And Jesus came to them first. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I actually heard a story that uh, a Muslim lady was reading the New Testament, and she said, "How can this be? He loves women. He." he loves us. Mm-hmm. And she became a believer because of the way Jesus treated women.
0: Right. Yeah. And I mean, just the fact that he appeared to Mary Magdalene first beyond uh, before anybody else, and the amount of care and respect that he gave women all throughout his journey to the cross before this, um, you can definitely see that Jesus was not misogynistic in any sense of the No, No. not at all. No, in fact, he stuck up for women on on several occasions also when men were like making fun of uh, the woman that poured the ointment onto Jesus. Jesus stuck up for her. He's like, no, don't don't make fun of her for this. He put women on the same level as men. Yes. Yeah. And all of the New Testament really does this in in many capacities. And so when we get more into the hard to understand portions about women, you know, with teaching and everything like that, I'm going to be covering that a lot, and that's going to be fun for me. But okay, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you continue to tune into the podcast. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow cuz we're still going through the book of Deuteronomy. And of course, if you liked this podcast episode, please share it on your social media platforms and tell people that the Bible Explained podcast exists. Now, I know that it is uh, well into Advent. I think we're in our third week of Advent, but the Advent devotional is still available. It's still a Christmas devotional and it's still going to arrive before Christmas. So I'll drop a link to that in the bio of this podcast episode so you can navigate over there and purchase the new Advent devotional for teenage girls that I just wrote. And that will also help support this podcast and continue. Continue to help it to run. Faithful listeners, I'm just going to ask that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.